the beat, the, the sound is going really up and down. Wow. Um, wow. Let's see there. Is that better? Yeah, now it's like within the bars. Before it was like literally jumping outside the line of the bars. I think this is a little better. Maybe a little more. Open your heart to me. <laughs> Baby. You can't have the same cold open as the two episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You you, you definitely need to cut that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you think of the lip sync song last night? Oh, uh, what did I think of the dancing, or what did I think of the song in general? Both. Um, okay, one weird pick. Yeah, very um, very synthy. You know. It, it's really, it's really funny because it's almost as if, um, it's almost as if they played it like, I've read, okay, RuPaul's Drag Race Conspiracy Theory number one, mm. um, that they do that, they have like backup songs. I think they choose a song based on who's in the bottom two. Yeah. And it's, it's like, when do they get, one, one, when do they get the song? They, yeah, so but, I've been told that they have they get the entire list of songs before the season, and they're like they're supposed to you know listen to that and memorize. Yeah, hmm. but they don't know what song they're going to be singing until they are required to like you know five minutes like when they go back in the workroom and the judges are deliberating. That's yeah. when they get told what song. Okay, cool. Because the, okay, so this kind of goes along with my conspiracy conspiracy theory is that or the ones that I've heard, not that it's my own. Um, is that based on what they pick or who's in the bottom, they'll do that purposely to keep the queen that they want. Totally. And I, I think that made sense this week because this was a song that really played to Utica's advantage. Yes, because Utica should have gone home. You think so? I love her. It, no, I mean... Um, she bombs that game. Based, uh, based on that and then also based on who she was up against in the lip sync. Yeah, Elliot's a great dancer. Yes. Great dancer. But I mean, they both bombed Snatch Game. And I will say I did not care for Elliot's runway look. Utica every week freaking brings it on the runway. She is a fashion queen. Like, oh, it's so inventive, her stuff. But yeah, she I, I do worry she's her time is soon to go, unfortunately. Yeah. And if um, it's like if you're not good at comedy, if you're not good at Snatch Game, if you might not be good at the acting. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. I don't think she's multi-dimensional enough. And I no. I get the feeling Rue also picks up on that. And I get the feeling Rue doesn't care for her much. Mm, no. But I I mean, I don't know that for sure. I But I I love her. I, I wish Utica would win. I don't think she will. But no. I, I wish she would win. I think she's got insane fashion. Yeah. But. Oh, just. Th- yeah. The, the level. The level that they sew at is like insane. Yeah. So <laughs> the seventh day adventists need a win as, they do what did, what did you say as does the, the city the, as state, the of state of minnesota yeah minnesota. yeah no i love her i wish i wish i hope she makes it far but based on her track record i don't know how much longer she'll be around yeah but oh well <laughs> mike doesn't watch track race <laughs> no he's not part of the cold open this week <laughs> Okay, so I'm ready. Do, we, do you guys keep the video on? Yeah, it's a video podcast. Oh, oh shit! 
Okay, just a minute. I gotta get a hat. My hair's fucked up. One minute. <laughs> I'm leaving all of this in. It stays. <laughs> it stays. <laughs> Our special guest, Mike. <laughs> Do you know what? While Mike is out of the room, let's let's go over your um because you weren't with us last week. Welcome, by the way. Here we are. It's the full volume podcast. I am your host, G.I. Jolie. And as always, I'm joined by my beauteous co-host. That's me. That's me. It's <laughs> Harvey Brandt. What's up? Yeah. And uh, today we are discussing the final <laughs> chapter of WandaVision. Um, we'll wait for Michael to put uh, put his headphones in. He's almost there. Yeah. Um, awesome. it actually, fun fact, this episode was billed as the series finale. Don't know if anybody oh. caught that. Whoa. It was billed as a series finale. So this was a... We should have as far as we a know, show, it, right? It's a limited series. Yeah. Well, well I, I, as far I, as I knew, they have not announced a second season. They specifically said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And I would not be surprised if we didn't get one. Because it's very tied to... Um, we're already Doctor going on a tangent. Uh, two seconds in. It's already tied to, it's a really tied to the actual concept of the show, which was like, you know, the, the dealing with grief, you know, and dealing with loss and how that goes through the generations with the different, you know, TV show formats. So I, it'd be interesting for them to try and reproduce that. I don't know how you would. It would be, it would be, um, it would be strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it would be um... multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> Multiversatile. The, the way that they, uh, the way that they ended it, assuming we all slash the viewing audience at home got to the second uh, cutscene. I mean, at uh, credit scene. Yes. Yeah. That scene. Um, it makes sense that this goes right into the events of Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, with that, with <clears throat> we're tantalizing our viewers. Um, do we want to, um, first of all, say thank you for having guest host Mike back on with us here. <laughs> hey guys, um, thanks for having me, eh? Yeah. And now, I mean, did we want to do like a quick recap of, of what happened this episode? Uh, we'll do a quick recap. Um, but, but because Brent hmm. wasn't with us last episode, we still want to get your thoughts. Um, right? Do, do we, yeah. Should we? Do a yeah. where we where we left off. Your thoughts on the last episode, and then we'll dive right into this one. Okay, you you oh. do the recap of where we left off, and I'll chime cool. in with my thoughts and feelings. Great. Okay, so uh, point point by point, Agatha has reveals re- revealed to everybody that Wanda is a Scarlet Witch. She holds mm-hmm. the boys captive, and she has now it's clear that she wants Wanda's power. Um, Monica Rambo has a run in with Pietro, and the White. Vision has been brought online by that toxic snake in the grass, Hayward. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thoughts? Thoughts? Opinions? Um, so the episode uh, last week, and I know you reviewed it with, with Mr. Josh Marvel, um, it was good. Uh, it was certainly a lot more exposition than mm-hmm. all of the other episodes put together. But one thing I will take away from it that I did like is that it did confirm my thoughts my working theory that I've been talking about across all of our, our episodes, that this really is a lesson in grief, this whole show like this, you know, and we saw that with Agatha taking 
Wanda through, you know, Wanda's life and everything that happened and that has led, led her to, to this whole situation that started in Westview. So in that respect, mm-hmm. I liked it. It's pretty exposition heavy, um, which I didn't love. Um, but it was, it was a lot. It was a lot to take in. Um, and it was, it was exhausting. Like I, maybe that was the point of the episode last week was to kind of take you along on that journey with Wanda to really unpack her shit, you know, <laughs> and like the, you know, as a viewer, you're there unpacking Wanda's shit with her to see how she got to this point in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in that respect, it worked, but I just felt exhausted by the end of the episode. And I, I haven't actually listened to your recap with you and Josh last week. So I don't even know how you guys feel about it and, and what you guys said about it. Uh, Josh really loved it. I, um, I mean, he loves every episode, but I, <laughs> I felt much like you. I was literally visibly exhausted speaking about it and I didn't like it. And I did say now I love every episode. I just didn't like this episode as much as I liked the other ones. They seem to I'm be going too. in a really cool, um, experimental like they were taking us down this experimental road that they abandoned for like facts and reality which is fine but i feel like it was it sort of is unevenly balanced uh at the start of the season you get all these episodes that are all um that are all very experimental and the story oh wilbur (laughs) (laughs) the story really doesn't go um it it doesn't it doesn't go too far into reality but then all of a sudden the moment you learn that this is a program it's like a literal television program um that it is a hex that is on this town it's like they couldn't wait to dive into the world that is like the marvel cinematic universe they were just like waiting to get rid of the other stuff i don't know what your thoughts are about it mike but that those are my well, thoughts. Well, here's the thing is, I think that uh, on one hand, it's probably the most interesting Marvel property as far as uh, experimentation. But now that it's all done and we've seen it, it's almost like now we can ask, okay, yes, but could they have done it differently? Because you have those, well, on one hand, you have people complaining, oh, the first three episodes were so slow. And then you have some people saying, um, well, now that the first three episodes are done, it's not as good. And so you start to think, okay, definitely uh, the first three were the most, uh, to me, exciting because you had no idea what was going on. And I almost wonder if they, sh- could, if they could have dragged it out even more and maybe revealed the clues more slowly. Because if you remember, wasn't it episode four where they revealed almost everything? Yes. Like, yeah. They sh- oh, they sh- that was, yeah, they took you into like, the real world. Right, and once that, and it's kind of like the Lost Syndrome, where I remember when I was watching Lost, the moment they showed that submarine outside in the real world, it popped the bubble for me because then I thought, oh, now I know it's in the real world. Now I know it's in the re- in real time. Now I know that people know about it, and I and I wish it. It's almost like I wish they could have figured a way to save everything until the end, and maybe just given us <clears throat> clues like a little bit of Jimmy Woo, a little bit of Monica Rambo, and then had everything happen. All the big revelations were in episode whatever. What was last week? Seven, maybe. No, All last week was eight. You, was eight. Okay, and this was nine. Yeah. So you yeah. pointed out that eight had um, all this exposition. Maybe that would have had even more. But like other people have said, the stuff with Jimmy Woo and Sword wasn't as interesting to me as the stuff in the totally. Bible. 
Yeah. So now that it's done, I think we can analyze it and say, okay, if they were to do something like this again, is there a way to do it better? There's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that, right? So True. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel. Um, there was a lot of exposition, and I thought it was a little bit on the nose with, like, the reason she was in a sitcom world is because she had this box set of Dick Van Dyke and this box set of whatever. Yeah. So it was a little bit too specific, but I, I, I guess in the end, the explanation was never going to be perfect. So No, and I really didn't have a... I don't, sorry, I didn't have a problem with um, that explanation, except for <laughs> one intrepid viewer pointed out that having a box set... Um, of Malcolm in the Middle that season did not exist if this timeline mm. based on the timeline that we're given so mm. whoa <clears throat> Malcolm like, in the Middle is our is our first Marvel time paradox and <laughs> whoa <laughs> um, I will say though so Mike you kind of mentioned how it was on the nose last week and I don't want again I want to spend too much time on episode 8 because this this is an episode 9 after after show um, and we should brand it as such, even though it's technically episode seven in our in our full volume category. But I will say, as a um, European descendant with European relatives in Europe, that Rwanda's experience is not um, it's, uh, unique. A lot of European media and like their syndicated TV is like 10 years behind. And so and I kind of saw it from a different way where I'm like, OK. That's just like what everybody's watching, not just Wanda. So in the way that made it a little more digestible to me, because I knew like that's actually very common of Eastern European countries like, quote, Sokovia um, mm-hmm. and, you know, like actual real countries like Croatia and, and whatnot. Right. So that's like their cultural um, syndications are always like behind like that. So it makes sense that Wanda would kind of be into like more of those old shows, you know, and to, to me, that kind of made sense. But I will agree with you that it is on the nose. But I, I just looked at it from a bigger picture of, like, that's Eastern European culture. That's not Wanda culture. Right, mm-hmm. right. So, I like that assessment that or that point. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's like, I've seen people talk about it online, too. And I'm like, yep, that's, that is true. <laughs> from someone with Eastern European relatives, that, that is the case. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, I, I mean, but that's, again, that's something you'd have to have perspective to understand and digest. The average viewer might not have that perspective. And so in that case, I agree with Mike in the sense that in that case, it would be a little on the nose. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> so, I mean, I guess we can dive into the this episode, episode nine, entitled Series Finale. Um, <laughs> I've, I mean, I've heard rumblings, but there are just rumblings. That they were that they're going to do a, a different another series, except for these exact rumblings. Also, don't say when, don't say with who. Obviously, it should be Wanda and Vision, but um, you know what I mean. I th- it's I think it's just like low, very low, low rumblings from people like from PAs who have heard shit around the office, and it's like, yeah, okay, cool. If they do a, a second series, um, one. <sighs> who would watch it Two, what would it be about even three if they're going to tie it into a marvel movie which one and four like where in this like where in our timeline is it going to happen is it going to happen next year as per regular tv schedules or is it going to happen 10 years down the road when marvel's announcing phase whatever and we're dead like who knows right? <laughs> right so i can't i take all of those announcements with a grain of salt and honestly if this was the series finale as it is titled i'm fine with it <laughs> yeah Perfect. well 
I'm fine with it, but the, I mean, we're going to have to unpack the episode of what happened here and mm-hmm. and some things. But I I do actually think this might be the weakest episode of this of the entire season. <clears throat> Maybe yeah. episode eight, but this one there are and we'll get into it. But there was some some real fumblings of some I'd say multiple characters um, aside from Wanda. I think they did Wanda justice mm-hmm. vision TBD. Who knows? Um they they certainly set up the vision situation interesting by the end of this this episode by you know downloading his memories into the white vision uh, but he still lacks humanity that could be interesting mm-hmm. um, but there's there's stuff that we need to unpack we need to talk it out because yeah, yeah some of it worked but I'm gonna argue that some of this episode did not work okay great so now we've arrived at Airbnb our locked suitcases Ugh. on the bed triggering okay (laughs) let's open this bitch up okay so wanda and agatha are outside and they're they're duking it out magic style Mm -hmm. and we see uh wanda is losing power because agatha is like a power sucker and she says something that's kind of like kind of bitchy and she's like well i i am able didn't you forget or not didn't you forget but i take power from those who are undeserving and I'm like, the shade. <laughs> yeah, I was like, bitch, you're gonna get it. You're going Ooh. to get it. Okay, so there, uh, there are a lot of things that happen too during their fight because they fight in the air, one and two. Mm-hmm. So that means they're all over Westview. They're in front mm-hmm. of the WandaVision house, they're in the town square where they uh, eventually land. And uh, all of the townspeople are there. And they're all, you know, they're hexed. But Agatha is able to clear the hex from their minds. And they all kind of like turn on Wanda, which is scary. Um, yeah. And it looks like she has, she she's like been backed into a corner. Um, but again, Wanda's really powerful. Doesn't know the extent of her power. Even in trying to shut out their voices, she inadvertently magically strangles all of them. Um, not to death, thank God. She kind of comes to it before they, you know, lose all breath entirely. Um, but yeah, so we, she's, because of that happening, she decides to free the town. She's like, no, I don't. You're right. Superheroes don't hurt humans. She opens the hex. Sword agents get in. Um, right. Uh, also, in Ed, there's a couple other like Easter eggs that had come up that are corroborate that this, this, plot corroborates um agatha agatha does a comic book thing that really annoys me but she's like here's the dark hold the dark hold is the book of magic here's the history of the and then it just chatters on about the history of the dark hold mm-hmm. speaking that, of exposition yeah <laughs> right it's like who wrote this episode chris claremont whoa <laughs> and the the um and she's like, this This is the book that tells you. And it's like, there's a page on the Scarlet Witch specifically. Right. She's like, right, right. right? And she's How like, you're convenient. <laughs> and and I guess all Scarlet Witches must have the same like shape of headpiece. That's what do you know? It's a Scarlet Witch because the the silhouette slash drawing inside the Darkhold is a picture of the Scarlet Witch. Um, so, yeah. It's a being with great power. It's a a being more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme, who is currently Doctor Stephen Strange. 
Um, and it is a creature that can conjure without incantation. And Wanda's like, no, there's no way that I'm what you're saying I am. I just happen to have these powers. I don't know where they're from. Um, and she like kind of refuses to believe it um, and inadvertently refuses to believe in how powerful she is, which is kind of dangerous for herself yeah. and, and the people <clears throat> of Westview. <laughs> yeah. So at, yeah, so she opens, she opens the boundary. They all get in. At that time, Sword is just awakening Vision. We've created the white Vision, so he gets in too. And uh, he walks up to Wanda. I don't remember how their fight ends. Why do they? St- I mean, why do Agatha and Wanda stop fighting? Wanda oh, and Agatha boy. stopped fighting because Wanda threw a car at Agatha. <laughs> right, right, right. And then right, they did right. a little call back to the Wizard of Oz there with the boots under the car, which was very <laughs> clever. And That's then it. Agatha, I, I assume, took that time to regroup, and and then Wanda diverted her attention to the two visions and had some yeah. unpacking there, and yeah, and then they went oh. to the town square. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. um, they decide. <laughs> uh, sorry, White Vision, who she mistakes as Vision Vision, because they look exactly alike, except mm-hmm. for he's all white and a little bit blue. Um, I'm in love with that color palette, by the way. Just neat. Delicious. <laughs> Give me that on a runway. <laughs> um, speaking of, um, speaking of an episode that launches, has launched a thousand cosplays from, you know, what did I, this is exactly what I wrote down. Um, no, I'll get, I'll get to it. Okay. No, we're going on a tangent. We can't tangent. We know we've hit the tangent. We've introduced the tangent button. We'll have an actual button later. <laughs> I'm developing a button. It might just be that dance hall horn. Who knows? Okay. I'm into it. So Vision tries to crush her skull because he gets close enough mm-hmm. to her to do it. Um, she realizes he's not the he's not the vision that she knows, but the vision that she does know, the one that she created, swoops in, saves the day. They kind of do like a like a I'm sorry I did this to you, but we'll talk about it later. Fake vision gets it. He knows. He's he has visions memories. He yeah. has memories of their love. He loves her anyway. Uh, vision takes on vision and then Wanda continues to go after Agatha. Okay. Right. So, uh, as synthesoids though, they are able to hash it out logically and with reason, which is the best fight I've ever seen Marvel do. I don't know what you all thought about this, but there was one point where, uh, Vision said something to White Vision, and White Vision was like, wait, I need more information about the point. Right. And then they stop fighting. And then they talk about great. how he's like, well, uh, they, they talk about the, that, uh, that quote or that is, was it a For, poem? Yeah. Uh, I want to look it up. Was it Theseus or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ship of Theseus. That's, That's what it was. Right. Um, yeah. I'm going to go... Are you familiar I'm with just... the thought... Ex... Go ahead. I'll just read it quick. Are you familiar with the thought experiment, the, th- the ship of Theseus, and the field identi- identity metaphysics? I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's almost like a Tom King-esque thing that he brought up there, but you can go ahead, Jolie. Yeah, so he basically... Uh, Vision says to White Vision, I am, um, I am a creation. I'm the essence of Vision. But you are the physical embodiment. You you are, are the 
pieces of the ship, the planks of wood, um, we together make a full vision. So he touches his blue spot. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and it's really cool because you see it like kind of run through him. You see the yellow um, of what used to be the soul stone. Was it the soul stone or the mind stone? I think they said mind stone. I think it was mind stone. stone. That's it. Soul stone's purple. Sorry. But I know, um, I know the colors are reversed between the comics and, and the MCU. So that it's good that you asked that. But I believe in the MCU, mind stone is yellow. Got it. Okay. And I should yeah. remember this. Like, I just rewatched the, the, the various sagas because there were a lot of things that I didn't remember um, about their relationship. And I just wanted to see it play out through the movies. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's still, if you just cut, made a super cut of all of their relationship stuff that happened between them, it's like, how did these two get together? That's weird. It would still be weird. If I were still in high school, I would make you a supercut and I would set it to like a really emo song like I'm Not Okay by My Chemical Romance or something like I used to do that with Kingdom Hearts footage. But that's a that's a conversation for another day. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. You know, the, the the world is a classroom and I learn something new every day. You're edutained. <laughs> hey, do you want- we're just, it's our responsibility. I'll just read you the, um, the thing. It's only two lines long, okay? All he says is, The ship of Theseus is an artifact in a museum. Over time, its planks of wood rot and are replaced with new planks. When no original plank remains, is it still the ship of Theseus? That's it. Got it. So, yeah. So then, then they talk about, yeah, so which one is the real vision, right? Blah, blah, blah. And then going back to what you were saying, then he gives him all his memories. Yeah. Uh, without one... One is not truly the real vision, but together they make one whole vision. Did and anybody yeah. find that that particular fight scene and resolution was extremely comic booky, but not in a bad way? That felt like a very comic book style of writing where like, I'm going to give you download all my memories to you. Like, does that not feel very comic booky to anyone else? Well, like I said, it's something Tom King would have done in, in the vision. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was yeah. great. What? Yeah. yeah, the the conflict w- was resolved with no fists, which is a vi- mm-hmm. is something that a smart writer would do. Men take note. <laughs> Not everything needs fists. <laughs> and mm-hmm. some women, I'm looking. But now, <laughs> yeah, some women. I I was confused though, to be honest, because he had white vision and colored vision. Then he gave white vision his memories. Mm-hmm. But and then white vision white. Flew out, but then White Vision had color, but they didn't show that transition, did they? No. So that's why I, I thought it was one. It was one of those red herrings where it's like Mystique. Where wait a minute, is this Mystique or is it Wolverine? I don't know what's going on. I thought maybe it was a red herring, but it wasn't though, right? No, I don't think so. Um, I I rewatched us uh, <laughs> just to better know the material that we talk about. I watched every episode like three times. Um, uh, and okay. the first time I watched it was at 6 a.m. on Friday morning because I didn't want to be spoiled by the internet, despite Kat right. Dennings and uh, Agent Wu giving the world like a <laughs> yeah. deep scolding. Um, uh-huh. So, I mean, it wasn't even that deep. They just asked people to be like good to each other and not not spoil everyone's favorite TV show. I mean, is that mm-hmm. so much to ask? No. Okay, so. At 6.30 a.m., I thought when, when he was like, I'm Vision, and he bursts through the skylight um, and away from their fight, 
I thought I could have sworn I saw him turn into colored vision. Like he, like television went from black and white to color. Whoa. But he, he didn't. I re I yeah. looked, I looked for it the second time and it didn't happen. Weird. I, I hallucinated it. Oh, geez. My door t- opened in my bedroom and I'm home alone. It's the cat. <laughs> <laughs> the fear in my eyes. I almost screamed. Hey, Hannah. <laughs> okay. So, so, um, he, he flies off and the vision rejoins uh, the boys who are now on the ground watching Agatha and Wanda fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's important, though, to note, too, as um, without getting too far into the fight between Agatha and Wanda, because mm-hmm. there's stuff that occurs there. Um, as Wanda decides to lift the hex mm-hmm. at the same time, she, she, she's freeing the people of Westview at the same time. It's chipping away at her boys and vision. Because they are a product of said hex, yes. so this is oh, this is really good to me, and like this is this is a really good resolution of a character arc. Because I've I've been saying before, uh, Mike, you've been on a couple of shows, but I kept saying earlier on in other episodes, this really is a story about grief, and I knew it, mm-hmm. and I knew it was because what this is about at the end of the day is w- Wanda's lost so many people in her life mm-hmm. that you know her bringing Vision into existence, you know, was her in those initial stages of grief, which is, you know, denial, bargaining, all of that stuff. And, you know, as, as time went on, you saw her get angry, you know, at people, you saw her get depressed where, you know, she was laying in bed that one episode all by herself. So these were clearly stages of grief. And now they've put up the final stage of grief acceptance against the doing the better good, which is letting go of the people of Westview. So Wanda's having to choose between letting the people of Westview go but that also means letting go of her family. Very, very, very good writing. <laughs> that is, yeah. it's so, it's very good. And so, um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Jolie. Oh, but I just really wanted to drive that home that Wanda has, in that moment, has to make a choice between letting her family go and letting the residents of Westview go. However, <clears throat> it appears she lets some residents escape the hex, some maybe. But then she can't bring herself to do it in that moment. And she brings the hex back down because she doesn't mm-hmm. want to lose vision in the boy. She's not quite at that acceptance stage yet. No. And mm-hmm. even when they before they part, before vision and Wanda part to fight their their whatever adversary it is, they they mm-hmm. look at each other and they they agree this is our home and we're going to fight to save it. And then they go fight. They've both decided, even though vision is a creation of the hex he's decided that he's gonna fight for his existence and then they do yeah. it so yeah. it's yeah it's really sad um another thing that we missed which is like the third plot if there's three plots then one is wanda and agatha the second is the vision the third is monica rambo um <sighs> there's like a third plot that we'll just um we're gonna ignore for right now until the <laughs> end of this because the wanda slash vision plot i think one the tv show is named wandavision we're gonna just stay here <clears throat> yeah Stay because, in this lane. Yeah, we'll it's stay the only lane worth driving in in this last episode. We'll, we'll stay in this lane and then we'll turn right on Rambo Crescent <laughs> when we're ready. Down Evan Peters Drive. Oh. I'm going to park my van outside there, but yeah. <laughs> you mean Boner Drive? Well, I, like, <laughs> anyway. Don't get me started on how badly they fumbled this. That is. Okay, wait. Well, I thought we were waiting. Wait, wait. Are we going to Tangent gonna... button. Tangent button. <laughs> 
we're getting Keep going, there. Jolie. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm waving away the bad vibes. Keep going. I'll, I'll just um, smudge this area. <sighs> Sorry, I should have said Boner Boulevard. Go ahead, Jolie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, smudging, smudging yeah. with my elementary witch level. If Wanda's a Scarlet Witch, what am I? Like, I'm just a regular geode. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, beach glass. <laughs> Into um, it. Okay. So, blah, 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 in my notes. Uh, B plot, C plot. What were you talking about? WandaVision? Getting back uh, to vision. Yeah, making the choice. Here we go. That's what Brent was talking okay. about, making the choice. So they're fighting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Vision lets, allows, Vision's got the boys. They're up in the air fighting. He's letting her fight this on his own. Okay. So, uh, Wanda... Wanda keeps she keeps hurling magic at Agatha and Agatha and then she sees that it's being sucked away from her Mm -hmm. she's like oh crap like Agatha one Agatha keeps telling me I'm this all powerful being but she doesn't believe it this will be her undoing if she doesn't do something quick right Um, so she appears to give up like, she doesn't want the power anymore. And Agatha is egging her on. She's like, just give it to me. You know you want to. Just give it me mm-hmm. all your power. You don't deserve it. So they're up in the air and she just does it. She starts throwing all of her scarlet energy towards Agatha. But as they're fighting, you see that she misses a couple times. And the first time she misses, it, it hits the wall of the hex, which is not odd. But she does it again. And again and again. And it, this time it's like, there's no way she's missing that many times, right? So, it, it, which plays an important role in what is happening. So Agatha, at the point, uh, she's gathered up enough energy from um, from Wanda that it looks like uh, this is the end for Wanda. One more kind of... Uh, one one more hurl of scarlet energy and she'll have sucked the entire life out of her because her body is limp. It's like ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but she raises her hands to cast that last incantation that will drain her power away and nothing happens. She does it again and it's like it's like comical and that's the Catherine Hahn that I want to see a lot. Mm-hmm. It's it's like she's she's got her hands up and she's like, okay, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. she's unable to cast any spells and it turns out that the student has learned well and mm-hmm. fooled her teacher so Wanda lifts like her like she's she pulled a Buffy mm-hmm. <laughs> Buffy season she pulled a Buffy. Buffy season 4 anyway she allowed herself to be drained to the point that it looked like she was giving up she lifts her head she lifts her head and then um, it kind of like super pans back and you can see the walls of the hex and they're glowing with runes. Yes. Yes. She has been, in fact, casting runes on the walls of the hex in order to keep Agatha from performing spells in that magic space because it's now her magic space. Mm-hmm. The best twist I've ever seen in a fight. Like, was good. In a fight of wizards or so- sorcerers. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to hear your guys' opinion on that because I could not decide in the moment if I liked that or not. And I was like, like, and technically, yes. But I was like, did they set that up well enough in episode seven? Because they, they did, men- or episode eight, rather. I think it was mm-hmm. being episode eight. And I'm like, 
I think they did. I think they did set it up well enough, but I, I had to stop and think there for a second. I'm like, did they, was that a lazy setup? Like, was it forced? But I, I think they pulled it off, but it was shaky. Yeah. The thing is, is yeah, whenever you're dealing with something on that level of magic and like people flying around fighting, it's very hard to ground it and it's very hard to say what the rules are. So I know what you're saying. It's like they did set it up, but was it strong enough? I'm not sure, but at least it was strong enough that at least I remembered. I'm like, oh, yeah, they said that last week. So it, mm-hmm. it didn't like take me out of it at all. You know, and at least it was better than having no explanation or no rules, you know? So totally. maybe it wasn't great, but I thought it was fine. I thought it was good enough. But I'd have to rewatch it again to really judge whether or not it was perfect, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, and it's like, I don't know what kind of witch lore that they're, like, pulling their information from, like, wh- whatever. But mm. it's like, usually a net is used to catch a witch or, like... Right. But I, I'm you don't really use runes. Um, but whatever, you know what I mean? It's, I, Josh mentioned something about this the last episode it, it, when we were talking about how like Agatha was going to meet her demise. And I really wish I remembered because it was a really good point, but it was about so- something like along that, those lines, like um, where this kind of thing is grounded. Um, the way that they could do it is grounded in, in magic, real magic that exists. So it's like, oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. like, like a white net or um, a binding spell, if you will. This is like their version of a binding spell or like a protective circle or a ring of salt. Like now this is Wanda's domain. Um, uh, I mean, you see, where did I see it before? It was in The Magicians where um, runes runes are actually printed on the walls of a vault. Once the magicians get inside the vault, um, not like a carnival magician like oh i know what you mean i I do watch the show but i'm i'm watching it very slow so no spoilers okay perfect (laughs) so once they get in they can't get out because the ruins trap them in there um so it it isn't uh i I, maybe it it, there is um maybe there is some information about uh about the use of runes in protective or uh spatial like spatial magic spells but I, i it would uh it would definitely require more research from me <laughs> i wonder if they were ever brought up in any doctor strange like in the doctor strange film or maybe avengers um infinity war i'm wondering if if that rune concept was brought up like obviously agatha brought it up i understand mm-hmm. that i'm just saying it would be cool to kind of connect it back to to doctor strange a little bit but i mean i i cannot remember i've, I've definitely seen the, the film i just cannot remember i'm assuming it wasn't brought up <laughs> but mm-hmm. who knows yeah, yeah i don't think it was but yeah no i don't think so either okay so she's unable to cast any spells she's rendered powerless because now this space is only wanda's and she's the only witch who can cast within that space so wanda takes all of the energy back so this but whole how? act because she even despite this being a whole an act she is able to um she's just able to do it so i'm guessing <laughs> the logic is that like um agatha because she's not allowed to cast magic in that space she's not allowed to hold on to that magic maybe oh no she can hold on to the magic she just can't cast to protect herself either right so she right. has now she has all of this energy but now the space is protected by runes and only Wanda can cast at this point. So Wanda, who didn't believe that she was a Scarlet Witch, 
now believes that she's a Scarlet Witch, which means she can cast without incantation, without um, without hand magic. So right. she could just think it. So th- to me, this is a really powerful moment because they there's no exposition in this character development. It all happens on the low. Um, while while everything is happening, suddenly Wanda's like, "No, if I am what she says she, if I am what she says I am, then I I have access to this kind of power. I have access to any kind of magic because I am a Scarlet Witch." So she uses what she's learned from Agatha Harkness, but she's mm-hmm. also used her own confidence in her own power <clears throat> to remove her power now from that she's falsely given to Agatha, she removes it. And in removing it, she emerges in her final form, launching a thousand cosplays that no one will ever see since we're not (laughs) going to conventions anytime soon. But what's the use of practicing your artistry if you can't parade it around the convention floor for photos? Bedroom cosplayers. Right? (laughs) But seriously, this outfit is great, though. Hey. Yeah. So she gets Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. She she gets the headpiece. She looks like the photo in the dark hold. She is now in her final form. And um I will she, say though, I feel like they played the shade of red a little safe uh mm-hmm. compared to the comics, but at the same time, she is the Scarlet Witch. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very I, I, Yeah, it's, I, yeah she's I, the I Scarlet feel like Witch. The comics, re- that, well, I was going to say, was that but the Mike? costume was like purple and black. But yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, like just like the red accents, like, you know, in the comics, mm-hmm. it would be a little more vibrant, I think. But when it's vibrant, it's not, you know, yeah. per se scarlet. So I guess this makes mm-hmm. more sense. It's just yeah. a little safe. It's a very um, Superman Returns Brandon Routh red. Exactly right. my thoughts. Yes, that is mm-hmm. a Brandon Routh rouge. <laughs> right, right. But the texture, like, let's be clear. Like, we, we see when she did the Halloween episode, we see what her costume would have looked like if it was exactly like the comic. And it does look yeah. fine yeah. in a 1970s show, but it would have looked ridiculous in this, right? So this is that's true. That's true. Right. We have so more texture, muted colors yeah. now. Yeah, like I would have liked red, like instead of purple highlights, red would have been better. But I do like the texture. And the design of the costume and like the little almost like a choker up here and the hair headpiece looks great you know i love that design so yeah they which you dignified. know what that's What's that's that? a hard headpiece to pull off so i think they did a good <laughs> job it could have looked ridiculous mm-hmm. it could right, look like cat right, ears right. yeah it could yeah <laughs> it could have could look like jolie's headset right now could you imagine mm-hmm. <laughs> glowing and me yeah um so... <laughs> okay so the fight is over. She, um, this is a, a point that I'd like to di- maybe discuss a little bit further. Is that she? What she does is that she doesn't kill Agatha, but she sentences her to live, um, in in Westview as Agnes. Okie dokie, artichoke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's avocado toast and like, and puffy sweater vest forever. Oh man, I mean, to. to- she thinks that's a punishment. That's my heaven. That's my like. That's my nirvana right there. So mm-hmm. everybody's somebody's living your dream out there, and Agatha's living mine. Yeah, you just uh, Brent. I can just picture you immediately. You're like, oh, okay. Drives to Westview. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, there's the house, and then like you guys just like going on seven p.m. slash seven a.m. walks all the time. That's me. 
like Ella Gale <laughs> with uh, yeah. <laughs> the weights, your, your hand weights, the <laughs> bitching um, about Dave <laughs> and going gaga for Bruce. Um, anyway, so uh, it doesn't really clear up how Agatha goes away. She just goes away. Yeah, which I both like and dislike. Mm-hmm. It seems a little. I, is this one of those fumbly moments? I think it's a little sloppy, a mm-hmm. little, a little lazy there that there wasn't a proper tie off. You know, it left it a little ambiguous. But at the same time, given the performance that Catherine Hahn did, and I assume it's been very well received because everything I've seen has said that Catherine Hahn's been the best part of WandaVision, mm-hmm. that at least gives them an easier way to bring her back in some form. Right. Right. But it is a lazy send off. It is. Um, because I here's a it is a, it's a really lazy send off. But I would, I would love to see her again when Wanda inevitably goes to train with Doctor Strange. Anyway, I mean, speaking just, speaking of lazy send offs, how much more do we have to talk about Wanda before we switch over to Evan Peters? Oh, um, let's uh, let's just wrap this all up. So anyway, okay. Wanda finally in um, Brent's asse- uh, sort of assessment the visualization of her accept- acceptance comes to fruition. Yes. They, they walk to their home. Yeah. The family. Okay. So the family walks home. They put the boys to bed. Wanted vision, hold each other in the dark. Yada, yada, yada. Westfield di- West view disappears around them. The end done. Yeah. Okay. I actually got, I mean, I got goosebumps just hearing that though. Cause that scene, you know, it really was quite powerful, you know, and I think they, they tiptoed on the melodramatic, but I think they did a great job balancing it. Like, I really think, like, to me, like, I totally, in that moment, felt her acceptance of moving on. You know, like, mm-hmm. it, it was, eh, man, that was good, I have to say. That was, I think, the strongest. That and the, her trying to remove the hex initially, those were the, by far the two strongest scenes of this episode. Oh, yeah. When is it that we see Vision cry? This scene? I think so. Yeah, I think it was this scene, right? He sheds a single tear. A synth tear. A synthesoid tear. Which is by extension not real since he's hex energy, I guess. It's just calcium carbonate dripping down his face, you know, (laughs) or some some silica (laughs) compound. Some silica for a little less color. Um, Right. (laughs) Like, yeah. I mean, he says, and it's it's like uh, love saves the day, or lines about love save the day, I should say. Because he. They say something like, um, that is so sweet that I almost exploded, but it was like, hmm. um, ooh, God, I'm going to mess this up if, um, we've, we've seen each other now. So it stands to reason we'll see each other again. And then he yeah. disappears. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. That was, yeah, I was sad. It was very sad. Yeah. And then when she, when she basically materializes in the real world and her house is just a foundation and then she just walks away it was really sad like mm-hmm. you know again this this show might not be perfect but it's rare that a marvel property tells a complete story like that mm-hmm. yeah. and it really is it's like you were saying it, it, it has a theme it's about something and and that's where i think fantasy and science fiction works best is when it's kind of an analogy for something right like it's not just about fighting alien video game characters there's an actual point yeah. to it you know yeah, and they, if could you imagine if this was a film, it would have been t- a terrible movie. 
It wouldn't, have been, it wouldn't have been allowed to breathe. It still would have been three hours somehow, but it would have been garbage. Garbage, yeah. I don't think it would have been garbage, no. I, I just think that it just benefited from having whatever it was, eight, what is it, four hours, four and a half hours or whatever. But anyway, uh, yeah. I think it works better as a TV show. And I think that's one of the great things about modern television is I remember when I was a kid, I always used to fantasize about, oh, if they made an X-Men movie... How would they condense the two years they're in Australia into one movie? Well, you can't. But if you do the this a TV is, show... They can't. And they did a right. bad job. <laughs> right, right. Or Dark Phoenix Saga into one two-hour movie. But now, can you imagine, like... I mean, I know they'll do X-Men as a movie, but maybe they can do some of the storylines. You know, maybe they can do offshoots. Who knows? X-Men needs, X, without going off on too much of a tangent, X-Men needs to be a high-budget TV show. Mm-hmm. It, it does. does. Or, or, it or, does. They could, it's, like, or they could split it up, right? Or something, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's got the character arcs for it, and even just the mission-based style of the way the X-Men work. Like, oh, man, they, they better not screw that up. I, I think X-Men right. could be a fantastic property like WandaVision. I agree. Right, right. And, right. I'd, lo- and I'd love to see it. I think... Um, the kinds of plots that the kinds of plots and the kind of writers that are in writers' rooms for television when it's really good, I think that that property deserves that kind of a treatment. And it it just and deserves it deserves something different than what we got. I mean, mm-hmm. Mike, you talked about earlier about how science fiction is always successful when it's an allegory for something. And I to to the credit of the X Men films, they were fantastic allegories for persecution. Um, right. We'll give it that, but oh, man, everything else they bungled, bungled, yeah. and they they went out of their way to bungle things like you just so much lazy writing and just changing of things from the comics that didn't need to be changing, combining characters and combining plot devices in ways that they didn't need to be combined. Like they just they botched so much, but the theme yeah. was just so well done, mm-hmm. right? And you <sighs> know, uh, another quick tangent is um, we've talked about this before with say Batman. The Christopher Nolan Batman movies, which I love, but if you really break them down and you read between the lines, you get the impression Batman's entire career was like three cases. It was like <laughs> Scarecrow and Rajal Ghoul, then Joker, then he retired, then he came back, and it was Bane, and then he was gone. And then you go, wait a minute, there's 80 years worth of stories they still need to do. And then the same thing with Captain America, and when I got into this uh, argument with Becca, she's like, oh... I'm glad that Chris Evans is retired. Now someone else can be Captain America. But I said, but wait a minute. There's 80 years of Captain America stories. They've only done three. They've only done The Origin, Winter Soldier, and Civil War. And they didn't even really do those right. But, you know, with, <laughs> um, with say, WandaVision. Now, the thing about Wanda with, with Scarlet Witch and Vision is they've never really had a long-going uh, monthly series. <clears throat> they've always been the ones that didn't have their own series, but they were sort of the focus of the Avengers comic, right? And so mm-hmm. the, the cool thing about the show is that they were able to, you know, to be the center of attention. But if you go, if you start with Avengers Age of Ultron and go to the end of the series, they've summarized like 30 years of stories, right? Like if you go from the introduction uh, of, of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and then go to when Vision becomes the white Vision with no personality, that's like 64 to 89, right? So they've condensed yeah. 25 years or whatever into uh, eight episodes. And now, what else can they do? We know that we talked about Tom King's vision, which I hope they do, blah, blah, blah. But if we were talking about X-Men, 
There's 17 years worth of X-Men just by Chris Claremont that cannot be condensed into one two-hour movie. It's impossible, right? So you're right, a TV show... Or what about this? What about a TV show where they do the big stories in a movie where maybe there's like a season or two and then they do the Dark Phoenix movie and then there's a season or two and then they do From the Ashes or something. That would be incredible. Yes, like save, save the small missions for the TV show. And then do do your right. big story arcs as a three hour film. Yeah, and it right. looks like that is exactly what they're doing with um with this new phase of the MCU, where it's like we're giving you Wanda and Vision, and then we're giving you Doctor um a call the culmination of that in the Doctor Strange movie. We're giving yeah. you um Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then we're culminating in this film or whatever. I don't think that it's going to be as clean as that, but hopefully with the um with the access to the viewership of Disney Plus. That is where they inevitably lead this because that would be a really great transition. Speaking of transitions, we got to go back. We had to U-turn back to Monica Rambeau. Um, Oh, man. I mean, I hate to not talk about her, but they're doing something shitty and uninteresting with a really awesome character. They they botched her hard this episode there. She got maybe I'd say three minutes of screen time, maybe four for the entire episode. Yeah, it was bad. She was being held captive by Pietro, a.k.a. Kyle Boner in his house. <laughs> no, Ralph Boner. Oh, it's worse. It's Ralph. Ralph. Sorry, I don't say <laughs> Kyle. I was thinking of his role in uh, American Horror Story. He's Kyle oh. in there. Um, <laughs> but sorry, you know, what? You know I... oh. but here's the thing. When we were debating a few weeks ago and you were like, oh, maybe this is the multiverse. I think it's this, that and the other. I kind of knew, I'm like, no, it's not going to be that. I just knew, I knew it was going to be, I knew that was a red herring and I knew it was going to be something much more mundane. Oh. Which, <laughs> but, granted, okay, objectively, not one of those things is better than the other. Like, you could do a mundane route and fine, you know, it could have meant nothing. I can see the, the triviality in casting Evan Peters in this role. I could see that, you know, in having it not lead to a multiverse. One of those ideas is not better than the other. The execution was awful and disrespectful. I I, but disrespectful. The, but disrespectful to who? To the to Evan to Peters, and I think to the character Brent. of Quicksilver, and to me. <laughs> I don't know. Every strangely janky cutout prison style photo on my wall it was disrespectful <laughs> <laughs> i mean they did they did give us evan peter in jean cut off shorts which you know mm-hmm. fine thank you thank you for that five seconds of that vision but i mean everything about that is disrespectful and like i mean i don't know what his opinion on is on it but like kudos to him for being a team player going through with that because it's it was played for laughs and it was played for crass laughs and I don't know. He deserves better than that. I'm sorry. He does. Here's the here's the thing is he, uh, between the two, like what's the other guy's name? Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Is, is that his name? He is. A, I never thought he was a good actor until I saw Nocturnal Animals. So he actually is a good actor. But in the X or in the Avengers movie, he was completely flat and kick ass. He's completely flat. So between the two, I'd much rather see Evan Peters. Right. So this yep. could have been an opportunity to be like, you know what? It's Evan Peters from now on, even though he's dead, even though Quicksilver's dead. So I know what you're saying in that respect, like it was a big letdown, but at the same time, if they're going to stick with the story that they established, I mean, how else could they bring him back? That being said, 
the explanation is for why it's like oh because remember uh wanda says by the way why is your face different and then when agatha explained it last week about oh yeah um i just grabbed this guy or whatever it, it doesn't make any sense about how all of this could be constructed but i couldn't manage to to create the illusion of aaron taylor johnson like, that's ridiculous they but completely the that, undercut themselves right right but the fact that wanda knew it was quicksilver how did she know it was quicksilver it doesn't look like him it doesn't make any yeah. sense right because the first so. line that he the first line that he says is can a brother get a hug but she she addresses him before he addresses her yeah, like so, if someone came to my door and said that, I wouldn't just be like, oh, it's Sean, my brother. You know, I would you don't look like my brother, so. Yeah. But I get, and then, and then I guess the, you know, the, the multitude of uh, after shows and articles are like, oh, her, but her grief, it's like, her grief is so big that she disregarded the fact that it, this man didn't look like her brother at all, but had his memories. Catherine uh, Hahn says that too in the show. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so it's like, okay, cool, that's how they explained it away, but it would have been better if you acknowledged her comic origin where she's a nexus being, and she's able to, if she's able, if she's a nexus being, then she can access, access the multiverse. If her grief is so large and her power is so uncontrollable, why couldn't she just snatch the, uh, Evan Peters' Quicksilver from one of the other uh, universes in the multiverse? And then mm-hmm. allow for the X Men to come in. Um, yeah, maybe or have just... Agatha do it. Agatha could have snatched him. <clears throat> exactly. Like well, I get it. Maybe you want to recast the X Men for the future, and you want to leave that door open. But if they, uh, if if this is any if if this is any indication of what they shouldn't do, it's that they should not recast Quicksilver because I feel like the internet would explode. If it wasn't Evan Peters at this point. He's, well, the thing yeah. is, the thing is, is if you think about the nine episodes, and by the way, I think I keep getting confused because they aired episode one and two together. So it feels like there was only eight. But anyway, mm-hmm. that was probably the biggest twist of the whole show, wasn't it? When Evan Peters showed up, showed up, was that not the biggest twist? That was probably the one that generated the most buzz. Totally. And then it, when everyone went crazy with the fan theories, I think that's why the showrunner last week was like uh just so you know some people are gonna be disappointed because everyone had these crazy fan theories and in the end like not i'm not talking about the whole show but some of it was much more mundane than people were thinking which is fine i mean but as far as ralph boner and again i don't have as much of a problem with as you however the fact that looking back it was the biggest twist and the explanation was so throwaway it kind of makes underwritten Right, yeah, and it kind of just makes it like, oh, that was it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not well handled any way you slice it. I mean, mm-hmm. fine if you want it to just be a coincidence, that's fine, but the way they actually handled it, no. Yeah. It was it was bad. I, I don't know, Jolie, were you impressed? I, I'm guessing no. No, I was, do you know what, at first I was fine with it because I was just excited to see the character again that I had, you know, I, I gaslit myself into... <laughs> into accepting that this is into accepting Ralph Boner as part of the MCU. <laughs> um, I mean, Ugh. he's already been written into the fandom. So um, I guess this is a thing now, but I, I wasn't entry, impressed yeah. at all. Pardon? 
So I hit an entry on MarvelFandom.com by like 6.45 this morning. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, in my third watching, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not into this. Um, I, I don't know how, I don't know how they're going to recover from this one point. Maybe people will love Evan Peters enough to forget this discre- indiscretion, but I will not. I certainly yeah. will not forget. He deserves better. I truly mm-hmm. do think he deserved better writing. Oh, but yeah. oh yeah, I mean, but so did so did you know what happened with Monica Rambo too? Like, I mean, we kind of went off on a on our daily Evan Peters tangent, but Monica really got <laughs> underserviced this episode too. You know, mm-hmm. like she got a little bit of a tie away with Wanda, um, seeing Wanda off, and then in the post credit scene, you know. She's visited by a scroll in the theater, which is, I like that they brought the scroll in, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're talking about Wanda's newfound powers and how, um, you know, she's needed above. Um, but they did not do her justice and they did not do Darcy justice and they did not do Jimmy Woo justice. A lot of these side characters were bungled. Yeah. You know, it's like, was we've Pat wrapped Denny's up, even... so now. Yeah, she was. Sorry, I didn't remember her being there. She yeah. she ran her she t boned Hayward in his truck with her ice cream truck or her circus yeah. oh, truck. Oh right 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 okay. And like at move. least they gave her a good line. She was like, "Have fun in jail." <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. But I mean, she got no resolution there. No, and then at the end when Jimmy's like, "Well, what happened to Darcy?" and uh, Monica's like, "Well, in true Darcy fashion, uh, she you know got got out before the dust cl- cleared." She gets out before the dust clears, and I was like, "That's it." Did you just <laughs> not want like, to pay Cat Dennings any right, more money right. to appear on screen? It's like, it, it, like I, I've I've done movies like that where the actors, you know, are no longer available, and you have to write her. It's like, oh yeah, that character that's been in the whole movie, uh, yeah, they're not here for the ending. You know, they're just not here. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so, uh, my, I mean, my opinion, guys, <laughs> aside from Wanda and Vision. Who got nice tie-offs? Agnes, middle of the road. I, you know, I like that they kept her open, but it was lazy. But every other character there had a very poor, um, you know, what's resolution. the word? Um, resolution to to mm-hmm. what's going on. Very poor. An unsatisfying resolution. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was yeah. It, it's this. The last two episodes were just rooted in exposition, as per Marvel usual. Um. And they were a little less satisfying. They were still satisfying, but they were way less satisfying than what they had delivered in the beginning. So, and in WandaVision's defense, a lot of these shows, it's hard to keep that that level of intrigue sustained through an entire season of something. You know, eventually something's got to give, and you have to start getting answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, as an audience, it's really hard to balance. It's ba- it's hard to balance that for audiences. And so, in that sense, I empathize with them. There's very few shows I can think of that, um, you know, effectively pull that off. You know, a mystery. My my first thought is Twin Peaks. Um, you know, yeah. it's it's very hard to pull that off. And so in WandaVision's defense, this is a hard um, story structure to pull off as a mystery and all this stuff. But they did well. This is this is a great series overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd still it's still better than 80 percent of the stuff on TV. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, it's funny because I've been immersed in Twin Peaks lately, and one of the things to remember is when it debuted, it was a phenomenon. 
but the viewership dropped off so quickly. Like, even partway through season one, it dropped off. By the time they got to season two, it was falling. Then they revealed who killed Laura Palmer, and then it was just in free fall, and then it was canceled. So it went from being, a, like, the number one show on TV or whatever to being canceled in one year. And so, yeah. and so, and that's, like, I'm not saying that's what happened with WandaVision, but it's like you said, it's very hard to maintain that mystery. And the difference nowadays, can you imagine if Twin Peaks was on during the, the in, and they had the internet? Or, or, or even a show like, say, X-Files, right? Because I was obsessed with X-Files when it was on. Brent, I'm not sure if you watched it. I, I mean, I, I watched it in, in passively I, when it was okay. syndicated, but I wasn't an avid viewer. Because it, there was definitely some internet then and some fandom. But the level of the speed that information you can travel now, there were so many plot holes in that mystery in X-Files. It could not have survived those nine seasons nowadays. Because... Think about in eight weeks how much how many fan theories we've had and how much speculation and blah 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 and and now we're only nine weeks in or it's over in nine weeks and people are freaking out because it didn't match their fan theory and blah 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 and and, and it, it wasn't as good as it could have been like we're we're talking about you know there are flaws but I think if this was pre-internet I think they could have got away they could have been more forgiven because people would not have been scrutinizing over every little thing and I'm not to say that's good. I'm not totally. saying that's good. I'm not saying that they, they deserve to be uh, forgiven. I'm just saying that what you're saying is true. It's very hard to maintain this level of like tension for that long of a time. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Something's got to give eventually. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's also why I don't, I don't think they can do season two. But I would like... It's like, can you imagine? Oh, yeah, season two. Uh, now she's in Perfect Strangers with Larry and Balky. It's like, no, we, you already did this. You can't do it again. So it's like yeah. we were saying earlier, it'd be great to see the vision by Tom King, maybe, or something. And people have been talking about House of M. Maybe that'll be the next thing. That's, no. that's what I was going to say earlier when we were talking about it. I think House of M could be an effective Wanda sequel season, but I don't think it should be called WandaVision. But I think a, no. a Wanda-themed TV show about the House of M would be very good. Yeah, that right. would be great. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, not every... I mean, hello, not everything has to be... Um, eight seasons in a movie yeah you can just right, let this right, one right. breathe and let this one rest and be satisfied with what we what we were given because uh, yeah like the, the next week I, I think that's what they're letting us do it's like they're not jumping right into falcon and the winter soldier they're giving us a they're giving us a uh how it was made episode we'll still do a full volume um mm-hmm. and we'll still talk because let's just Free for all. Talk about Evan Peters. That that's that's our golden opportunity. Um, so that's, we'll our, come that's our that's our theme next week is Evan Peters. Yeah, so we'll come prepared for that, and then yeah. um and then then they're jumping right into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I hope, for the love of God, that they don't do that. That is like a like one series in in and of itself. Like that's it. No more. Maybe they go on to another storyline. Like we don't need it. British we television, yeah, British television, and their their limited runs of shows, they had it right. Mm-hmm. Agree, yeah. yeah. I think America has a real obsession with sequelitis, you know, and yeah, sometimes it damages the property, but it's all about the cash over here, baby, the money. <laughs> yeah. um, the British are more sensible, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so I, I, that, like, yeah. No, I didn't have anything good to say. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, well, that wraps up this episode of the Full Volume Podcast. It's all about the money, baby. No. <laughs> <laughs>
we'll gift that. We'll have someone gift that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, that wraps up this episode of the Full Volume Podcast. I have been your host, G.I. Joe Lee, and I'm, we'd like... Oh, oh, I'm your co-host, girl. Yes. I thought, I thought you were giving me the and, like the lead in, like, and... I was, uh, I and I been... felt it was long. <laughs> <laughs> I have been Harvey Brent. Yeah, and we'd like to thank Mike L. from the Comic Book Syndicate slash Here Comes the Spider Cast slash... Windsor, uh, he Windsor's finest. As well, but yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Uh, you know, again, this reinforces my love of weekly television shows, not shows that are dropped all at once. You know, you can spread out that love, spread out that buzz. So it was definitely a good time. Yeah. Talk about um, this. Yeah. So as so as always, you can send us uh, great mail at fullvolumepod at gmail.com. You can follow us on uh facebook and twitter by adding comic book syndicate or on twitter comic syndicate hashtag full volume pod same with on instagram it's at comic book syndicate um as always all of these episodes and lots of great content are available on the comic book syndicate website at comic www.comicbooksyndicate.com um and until then keep it at full volume Stay loud. Volume. Start reading the dark holes. Turn it up to eleven for the multiverse. Yeah, do you know what? We didn't even talk about that end credit scene. Well, we're gonna we're gonna tease the audience just like WandaVision teased us. We're gonna just gonna leave it on a cliffhanger and be like, oh. there was a dark hole end credit. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>